what I'm wearing. I'm wearing tight ass fucking jeans and my butt's popping. So welcome right. to the Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame radio podcast. So welcome right. to the Walk of Shame radio podcast. I'm Lexi. I'm Tony. And this is kind of a redo <laughs> of what was supposed to be episode three. But Tony's living in ancient Israel and doesn't know how to run his computer. You could have said ancient any, anywhere. Rome, <laughs> Babylon. Yeah, right, right. But it, as I always say, I mean, I walk the walk. And so my whole thing is whatever happens, happens for a reason. Absolutely. And there's a reason why we lost that entire episode. So we're doing it over, but not over. We're not right. doing the same thing. We're not going to talk about the same topics just no. because number one, I'm not the type of person that can sit here and say, oh, this is what I said. These were the good points. Let's you know, let's reiterate it and let's do it today. It's another day. We have had a whole week to grow in life as crazy and as hippie as that sounds. A lot can change in a week. And we did that show. Um, we were going to title it Homeless and Unemployed because that was the Thursday night before my last day at my quote unquote big girl job, uh, my safe job, my job I've been working for four years. Now it's Thursday. It's a week from that night. And I have mm -hmm. been doing my own thing for and? the past four days. And you know, it's been a roller coaster of a lot of different emotions. I have to prove it to myself that this was the right decision. Mm -hmm. And so far? So far, so good. Yeah. It's been good. For those of you who don't know, I quit a production job for internet radio network, go figure kind of what we're doing here. Um, and now I'm going to be working and bartending and serving full time at Hula's. So I think that transition and we can get in, I really do want to get into the service industry in this podcast, but I think that transition has been different for me showing up and really just having to be at people's will and serve them for 10 hours uh, with all this stuff going on in my head. And usually they're great people. Sometimes they're dickheads. And I just want to be like, God, you have no idea. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. People don't have any idea. There's a there's a meme that's going around now, but it's something that's been said for a long time. You know, every single person that you meet, they're fighting their own battles. Totally. Everybody's got their own gig going on. And, you know, the person that walks in that looks like some... You know, grungy dude, maybe the richest guy in the island. We, I, I used to work on Balboa Island in Newport at uh, the Jolly Roger. I used to uh, serve tables there. And cool. the, a couple of the guys who come in came in just like, just, just total slobs. These older guys, they kind of hung out right. and stuff. Come to find out, those were the two most, uh, you know, the richest dudes on the, on the island. Right. I mean, and these guys yeah. were loaded and they were the coolest guys ever. They exactly. weren't, it, it's the $30,000 millionaires that are the dickheads. It's not the it's not the guys most of the time it's not the guys who have really gone get gotten down there and, and you know into the sand and the blood and the sweat and all that stuff and made it for themselves. But mostly it comes down to is you were aware of how cool and interesting those people were mm -hmm. and people aren't aware is what I'm saying is like I can be working all day on self-improvement and really trying to start my business and do my entrepreneurial thing and then when I go in to serve tables I feel like I am personally aware of who I'm serving. Every day is designed for you and for another person. You may be the background or you may be an extra in somebody else's huge designed, you know, lifestyle. But these people are also in mine. 
So if I'm going to be spending an hour with you, I'm going to be very aware of your mannerisms and the way you look at me in the eyes. And, you know, if you're a lefty or a righty and the way you talk to your wife or whatever it may be, because it's all doing something for me. What I want to do is kind of backtrack because we, we kind of got off on a couple of different tangents okay. in terms of how people are, the, the perceptions of somebody versus really who they are. Everybody comes into your life for a reason, be it the, the two seconds when they say hi to you as, as they pass by or they're in a, you know, they happen to go to a bar and they're kind of hanging there and this smart ass waitress comes up. And then she starts talking to you and then, you know, come to find out she's in the radio and then yeah, what yeah. do you know? Seriously, That's, think about that. Yeah. How we met. Everything is so strategically designed. But if you're not aware, that's it. You have to be, you have to be, that's the whole point. That's what I talk to my clients about 99% of the time. That's what you need to do. It's, it's the conscious awareness. That is the key to life. Period. It's a conscious awareness of, of opportunities happening all around you. And people go, "Oh, everybody else gets the lucky breaks, and every and I I never get this and this and that and stuff." The fact of the matter is, is that if you're all all bent about your or, or scared, you're not exposing yourself out. You're kind of kind of curling up into a small ball. Right. And when you do that, you're not you are not aware, and you not you are not out there to receive all of these opportunities that are literally flying by you every day. Absolutely. And you have to get out there and you have to be okay with yourself and you've got to be, you have to want to find it. But a lot of people don't. They say they do, but when they have the chance to do it, then they don't because they're scared to death. And this could lead us into our first topic. The way I'm wording it is the power of convincing and following your heart versus your head. The heart in relationships, the the heart versus the head in terms of starting or or you know beginning a relationship or being in a long-term relationship and starting to have doubts. And I think being mindful of your thoughts whether they're positive or negative, but being mindful of the true thoughts will lead you in the right direction. But it is very easy to get off track and to convince yourself otherwise. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it's a, it's a pattern, and you, you'll find yourself a lot of times you won't see it personally at the beginning, but you'll get all wrapped up in something, and then it'll get closer and closer, and you'll have to be more vulnerable and more right. vulnerable, and then then you'll just shut it down. So it's let just me use this close. as a little bit of an example. I was having a conversation with a friend, and he got to talking and saying that he met this girl, and that she told him, "You know why I like you? You know why I think we're meshing." Because you are just as emotionally unavailable as I am. That happens a lot. And that's what their conversation was. My yeah. reaction to that was saying that you're emotionally unavailable is a cop-out. I don't think that it's a thing. I think you're convincing yourself that you are emotionally unavailable and you're taking that right turn and you're going with it until the power of your mind is not going to convince you that way anymore. How can you be emotionally unavailable against something that could possibly change your life and make you happy just because happiness but is the best drug in the world Yeah, but it's, when it it's, comes to motivation and when it comes to progressing? If you're happy, if you're just a generally happy person, then you're going in the right direction. I, I like to use fulfilled instead of happy because happy is an emotion that comes and goes and people are too concerned about being happy all the time, which they shouldn't be mm -hmm. because they're not supposed to be happy all the time. Stating that you're emotionally unavailable in a relationship is setting a boundary. 
And it's setting a boundary because you don't want to go to that level. And it's just a way for you to be clear to the other person. It is a real thing being emotional, cause, but it's a choice that you, that you make. A lot of times, maybe it, beforehand, it wasn't and you got into situations and you got really scared and kind of blew everything up and sabotaged the relationship. If you know now that that's the case or you don't want to go that route, you can say that you you are emotionally unavailable and see if the other person's okay with that. Basically, it just keeps things it keeps things on the physical. That's all. That's it's keeping it's playing things safe. I totally am sticking to my comment that saying you're emotionally unavailable is a cop out. That that's the whole point. What they're trying to do is they're trying to script out exactly how far they're willing to go, and basically that comes down to having sex. It's it and that, that's really what it comes down. Unless yeah, unless totally. it's a friend thing, but even a friend thing, you become more emotionally available because it's a safe thing. You trust them. You, you don't open yourselves up to the level of vulnerability that you do with another person that could potentially break your heart. And the reason why most of the time you are not emotionally available, or you have to set the the tone where you cannot be, is because you got crushed you know, back then and you didn't go through the the proper stages of, of mending or it's a sub, it's a subconscious thing that you're dealing with back in the day or you perceived as something to happen where you got abandoned or rejected or something by one or both of your parents. Right. And that's the thing you have to fight in an internal struggle. And but that's why again, that's why it's stated that way. Are you in this emotionally unavailable state are you are you really like that or are you convincing yourself because you don't want to get hurt because if why wouldn't you want to feel all these great feelings that you could if you opened up that wall a little bit. Why wouldn't you want that? I call it the toilet paper roll reality. If you take a toilet paper roll empty and then you hold it up to your eye, that's that's your world. It's a very small, it's a very myopic world. It's a very tiny controlled, you can control it. Whereas something that if you open yourself up and you become vulnerable, you take that toilet paper roll away, you have an entire peripheral view now where you have to deal with stuff, which means the like you said, the good and the the joy and the fulfillment and the happiness that comes with opening yourself up is there. However, it also is there on the other side too, because when you when you go more on one side, it always happens where it goes more on the other side. It's all connected in regards to if it pushes out one way, it pushes out the other. So the more fulfillment and the more joy you can experience, the more sorrow and pain and anger you will also feel. And a lot of people can't handle that. And that's why they don't do that. I think the fact that my friend is a great looking guy, totally cool personalities, 37, he's been single for a while. I think the fact that I'm sitting there looking at him being this great guy saying that he's emotionally unavailable, I just want to scream, why? Why are you emotionally unavailable? Did you ask him? I mean, yeah, we've had this conversation times before, but I, and you know what I told him? I said, I said, this is my comparison to your situation. I said, you're like that dude or that little boy that sees everything on the menu that he wants to eat. And then when he gets it all, he, it's, he's too full. He can't eat it all. He sees more than he really wants to take a bite out of. And I told him that. And he was just like, uh, I don't think so, Lex. And I was just like, no, but you are because he could get any girl that he wants yet he is still single and he's still hanging with these girls that are probably really cool, but they are quote unquote emotionally unavailable. Sure. So I am going to stick to what I'm saying about it being a cop out because I think you have control over 
your emotions and where you want to go with them. Don't use that as an excuse. What would you what would you use instead? That you're not interested enough. Interested enough to, but the thing is that you can be interested enough to have sex with a person. Right. Right. And that's, that's what, it is what he's doing. That's what, but that's you, what there's emotion than sex. There's attraction. <sighs> that's all an emotion. Yeah. But it's a, it's a safer emotion than opening yourself up, uh, in, for terms of an em, emotional level. Right. Like a so super emotional. Then level. He, I personally don't think that he is as interested as he should be in someone if he can't have, again, he's 37. If he can't have sex with, this chick and then you know want to know about what that scar on her knee is from mm-hmm. he shouldn't be he shouldn't be doing this and and that's just my take on it and i you know i have a very different point of view when it comes to the whole just like friends with benefits and sex um with someone you you barely know thing we've talked about this in previous episodes that's it it's a cop out <laughs> Grow a pair. <laughs> to me, it's only a cop out if the context of what you of of the relationship is something that's supposed to be more of a standard, fully open, fully vulnerable uh, journey with both of you hand in hand. And that's and he the thing I do like about what he's doing is is the fact that at least he's being honest with the girls or they're being honest with him and saying hey, this is as far as I can go. If but you, he's if, not being honest with himself. He he actually see I think he is being honest with himself because he. He knows how far he can go before he starts getting scared or he and he doesn't want to get hurt. But I think he's convincing himself of the feelings that he's feeling and he's not he's not using his heart, he's using his mind yeah. and his mind is overpowering the heart. Yeah, because the mind is has kind of set up camp in front of the uh, the heart to protect it. But if we trust ourselves like we should, we can feel feelings that are just out of this world. And I'm learning, you know, little by little how to do that. But if you trust yourself, you are where you are right now because of decisions you made in your past. If you trust yourself, even to to make those decisions, the emotions, (laughs) instead of keeping them, you know, do not disturb, the emotions are great. And then, and then that leads to more. And that comes down to the bottom line, and I totally agree with that. The fact of the matter is, every single day that that goes by, we lose that day. We're done. Our life is not uh, infinite. We can't live forever. And the older you get, the more you go, damn, this is going pretty freaking fast. And, And you look at it, and you're like, well, if that's the case, then... Why wouldn't I want to experience all that life has to offer from my point of view and from what I want? And But the thing is, is that everybody's at different levels on that, and he's at a different level. The, the biggest problem with him is the fact that he got hurt and he hasn't addressed it. And if, and if he can go in there and he can get somebody to talk to him and he can talk to somebody and start to mend through that process, he'll understand – However he got hurt is from somebody else and it's a different context and it's keeping him from having a way more fulfilled life experience than he is allowing himself to have now. We as men do a great job at rationalizing the fact that just going bouncing around and having sex or you know going out and having dinner and drinks and stuff and sleeping over and making breakfast for the girls the next morning is like super fulfilling or it's something that can that can keep us going and it can't because and i've done this too and it's a cycle though you'll get into the cycle and you'll start doing it and then you go 
you know, there's, there's just something missing here. Exactly. And allowing the emotions to really get into something as simple as going out for dinner and making breakfast in the morning. That's p- very plain and simple and cut and dry. But if you open yourself up and be available, those simple situations can turn into magic is kind of what I'm saying. Don't laugh at me for no, saying magic. No, th- no I, I totally, I completely agree with that. The thing I was laughing about was the fact that that does, a lot of times that does happen. Even if you go in thinking that it's not going to, it just happens. It starts to happen. And then what happens? Either one or the other will blow it up. Exactly. Cause they're going to convince themselves it, it, that this is either a too good to be true or B there is no B because they're just going to convince themselves that this is too good to be true. And they're going to start saying that ah, he's not for me. This isn't what's popping. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think there could be a B and the B is that, uh Oh, that it starts, it starts getting you to start sensing those feelings again, that you've kind of put in that box on the shelf. And then that's, and, you're diving into a whole new schedule change. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to, that, that's the reason why I got into this. How I did, am I, I going to fit him this. into my schedule? I have so much well, going for me. That's all that rationalization that yeah. you can do. And that, that's why you can literally rationalize anything. Right. Anything. And that's not the point. The point is, is that if you choose to be in a relationship or if you choose to be with somebody, you have got to communicate and got to be and you've got to be on the same page in regards to where you're at and where you want to go. And I think you kind of just have to be on the same page with your head and your heart as well. Because when it comes to convincing yourself, you can either use the power of your subconscious mind to go in the right direction, and really just take charge of what you want in life with relationships and love and sex and success. Or you can convince yourself to be in a scared little hole when it comes to all of those things as well. So welcome back to the Walk Shame Radio podcast segment two today. Our next segment is going to be about, what the hell is it going to be about? <laughs> we were going to do the whole exploring relationships oh, thing let, and you kind of went on a rant. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of went on a rant. You went on a rant earlier off the mic. Oh, that's right. I did. Uh, no, actually, what I wanted to say was we were talking about uh, the first half about people starting a, a relationship and setting boundaries to keep themselves protected. Let's talk about long-term relationships and that whole thing about finding yourself now uh, emotionally disconnected or disappointed or not happy with where you're at now in terms of your connection with your spouse or your long-term girlfriend or boyfriend. I can make this a one-minute conversation because I feel like if you find yourself disappointed, you got to leave. But you have to, don't you think that you should start to, you should figure out why you're disappointed? I mean, it could be, it could be just you. It couldn't, it might might not have anything to do with the other person. So that's, that's, it's a matter of if that is the case. And, and here's, here's the problem with most people in most relationships is the fact that first of all, a lot of people shouldn't be together for a long period of time, because as much as we don't like to change and we don't think we change, we change a lot and love runs out and that sounds very but that's negative and that's a specific kind of love it can it it the thing is is that a relationship is built around it has to be like building a house it's you have to have that solid foundation and the foundation is the is the friendship and the companionship and the and the trust and the faith that you have you know with the other person that you guys are on the same page which at the time and then when you meet and, and you get get over the emotional the oxytocin push to the brain and all the chemicals and the the honeymoon. I mean, just take that out of it. 
because eventually your high is going to wear off. Well, of course it but is. But that's totally okay is what I'm saying. It's a component. It's the reason why we get that rush in our brains and we feel like we could literally run through a wall because we're so in love with a person is because that's what's kept us alive as a species. That that surge of emotion and that attraction that we have has gotten us to have babies yeah. since we were cave people. So you take that part out of it and you understand that that's going to happen, but it's only a component that the relationship has to evolve and it has to evolve by you building a solid, like a concrete foundation for a house. It has to be solid. And that comes down to having the same idealism on, on a certain level, having the same, you know, having the respect, the communication, the integrity, the res- and all that stuff that you guys build things on that are solid. And I think also while building that together, you are individuals and you have your individuality because without that, you're going to go crazy. You're going to be resentful and you're going to be disappointed. Go to javabud.com and look at the video on relationships. It's uh, the power of three, I think, is the one I did. I think that it's very important to stick to your hobbies and what you're doing as an individual before you jump into this whole togetherness thing. And the thing is, is that the key to all of this stuff is, is communication, like constant communication. Do never think, do not think that once you guys set particular boundaries at the beginning of a relationship, they're going to be that way for a long time. That's not how it works. It's so funny when you say stuff like that, like communication and setting boundaries, because I personally have never been one. To, and we, I've, we've talked about this on a couple of the previous podcasts. I've never been one to sit down and talk and set boundaries. If you have to have those conversations, I go in the other direction because yeah, I'm not down for planning when that, it comes to that, because right. I have so much planning in my own personal life that when it comes to this, to me, it should be easy and it should be a walk in the park. Right. But the thing is, is that sadly, you do have to do those things. You, you may not have to take it to that level, but that's the that's the difference between a, and I won't say this is a derogatory thing to you or anybody else. That's the difference between a organic young love mm-hmm. and a mature relationship. Oh, yeah. Because a mature relationship, you, you've you got to sit down sometimes. You've got to find out where the other person is. You've got, to, you've got to constantly communicate because it's work. I mean, talk to any long-term married for years and years that are that are happy with with the whole thing, you know, happy and fulfilled. They have joy in their relationships. A lot of long-term people stay that way because they're scared that it's terrible, and they've basically blown part of their life because they've chosen to stay within that. And uh, and it's not it's not working out for them at all. Right. Totally. No, it's funny, too, because I have this long distance relationship going on and and it's awesome. It's seriously the best thing ever. We're both very fulfilled, as weird as that sounds, being so far away from each other. But it's because we are hanging on to our individuality. We are not forced to become one. And um, the other day, we kind of had a little bit of a misunderstanding when it came to what I was doing and what I wanted to do and what maybe would make him feel uncomfortable. The next day, we really did sit, I mean, not sit down, we both were sitting in different states and talking on the phone and kind of talked about the situation. And it ended completely fine and okay. So I text my best friend and I said, Whoa, I just had like a grown up mature conversation with this guy without being like, I'm not talking about this without getting frustrated, without saying you're wasting my fucking time. And there you have it. 
that's the way I'm telling you, if you want to stay in a long-term relationship and you want to learn more about the other person, because there's infinite things to learn about somebody because every single second people change. I mean, they may stay the same in certain uh, personality characteristics, but they do change all the time. So do you. Everybody does. Oh, totally. And in different, and in different times of the day, you're a different person and different days and stuff. So if you want to do that and if you want to if you want to share your life with that person there are there is a cost to that and the cost is is that you have to invest time and the time is to communicate and to go through that stuff it just is i mean there's no way around it yeah <laughs> you see me like just smirking over here because i also don't think you should invest your time or your energy, unless you're getting that organic, you have that organic chemistry first. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be there first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So don't go out there and meet somebody and say, all right, Tony and Alexis said time and energy and then bada bing, bada boom. No, it has to work for you as an individual before you can work with each other. Yeah, it's, it's like the second step. You know, the first step is have that organic attraction, have your similarities, you, you go with your attraction, and then find out about the person. And then the second step is once it gets to the point where it starts to level off like it always does, there's no such thing as it not leveling off. It's just that's just the nature of how we are. When it does, that's when. You know, that's when you're going to have to start doing more work. I had a girlfriend at brunch ask me how I bounce back from having my heart broken and um, how how I'm able to trust my guy right now. And I said, you know what? I I don't even have an answer for that because it's working out so well at this point that there is nothing to explain. There is nothing trust wise to explain. There is nothing in intimacy wise to explain or personality wise, which is good for right now. So I'm like, when I have something to say, I'll let you know. But for the moment, I'm trying to stay away from the explanation on how this is working so well because it just is. Do you have your little gem of advice or what are we doing? I do actually. So that, that brings us to the end and we'll do Don't our do little podcast during the day. Our little, yeah. <laughs> that's our gem of advice. That That's your, yeah. So too much, too much Java bud. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not mine. Yeah, yeah. I just said I could tell when you're in like Java bud mode. I, you're I talking am. about diaphragms and I, well, no, that, well, that potatoes. Would, well, <laughs> don't, don't forget the meat. I did say, well, there's yeah, my problem. Yeah. That, that yeah, that, that's a boy. That's all. That's that's a that's a whole other show right there, isn't it? What is holy, the potatoes without the meat? Holy crap! All right, I, I I I you should mic drop right now. That's pretty much you're done. Yeah, yeah. If I just didn't buy that mic, there it is. <laughs> and I just want to reiterate in terms of my last two cents in this thing is that um, you see people walking down the street. Uh, and you or anybody else that you may be jealous of in terms of their life, or you see them on television, they fight their own battles. They got their own stuff. And the fact of the matter is, is that there's nobody on the face of this earth or that ever has been on this earth who hasn't had the shitty along with the good. It is what it is. So don't worry about it. Just make your life more fulfilling. Good one. And mine is trust the power of your subconscious mind. Trust those thoughts that may only come to you once or twice a day or maybe even in a dream because you're thinking those things for a reason and if you follow your heart you'll get to where you should be going there you go mic drop